delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the book of Sirach. God sets a father in honor over his children. A mother's authority confirms over her sons. Whoever honors his father atones for sins and perseveres, preserves himself from them. When he prays, he is heard. He stores up riches who reveres his mother. Whoever honors his father is gladdened by children and when he prays, he is heard. Whoever reveres his father will live a long life. He who obeys his father bring comfort to his mother. My son, take care of your father when he is old. Grieve him not as long as he lives. Even if his mind fail, be considerate of him. Revow him not all the days of his life. Kindness to a father will not be forgotten, firmly planted against the debt of your sins, a house raised in justice to you.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If one has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. And over all these put on love, that is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you were also called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and in spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ, 
of the Lord. He came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband and after her marriage, then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. In coming forward at that time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Verbum Domini. Within the octave of Christmas every year, we celebrate the solemnity of the Holy Family. And sometimes it's on Sundays, sometimes not. So uh, usually it is on a Sunday. And this is beautiful for many reasons, of course. But the path, the strain I wish to, to Pull, the string I wish to pull, is about recapitulation. So this is a long $5 word <laughs> that uh, was an attempt to understand how Christ himself has saved us. So we know that he has. This is, and uh, we can just go ahead and add why he has, because we have fallen into, our, uh, into sin, so the effects of original sin in us, that we have lost the grace of God by our, by our own volition, uh, by our pride, that we have preferred ourselves to God. And be, the effects of this is a weakened intellect, a strengthened will, <laughs> and uh, 
that this loss of intimate friendship with God. So Irenaeus is a bishop in Gaul in modern day France, actually a, a Greek and dies around 202. And he attempts to explain in his work against heresies how Christ has saved us. And we come up with this word recapitulation. So re-putting on the head of, so Christ himself who lives out the mysteries of human life. So in the catechism, we have uh, this presented in 518 that Christ's whole life is a mystery of re recapitulation, that all he did, said and suffered, had for its aim restoring fallen man to its original vocation. So he relives, we can just say it that way, relives in himself the whole history of, of humankind. And, you know, he doesn't get old, but he, 33 becomes uh, the fullness of, of human life. And so most of us are past the fullness and we're, we're, we're on the down slope already. Uh, but that Christ relives everything about our life. And so that consecrates everything that we adverse, uh, I don't want to say adversely, that in our turn, so to our turn, so we can use that firstly, uh, we live the same mysteries of Jesus Christ. This is how we are saved, by entering once more into these same mysteries. So just as we live out the mysteries, so, so to speak, the, the, the anti-mystery, of original sin in our lives, that we become enslaved to the flesh, to the evil one, to the weakness of our mind that we don't understand as we should, and the strength of our will <laughs> that, that we do as we would have apart from God, that we prefer ourselves and scorn God, that, uh, I think I'm lost here, but Christ himself relives this. Now, uh, my, my uh, good friend, Father Dord Big, uh, we talk about homilies, so I'm sure his homilies would be much better than mine. He's, he's really an inspiration, but brought this to my attention that in the Holy Family, that the Holy Family itself, that Joseph and Mary relive this mystery of the fall, that they fix the curses of the fall. So, of course, Christ himself is the new Adam, you know, explicitly in Scripture, but in a way, we can, because St. Joseph himself is only saved by being... Uh, re-imaged in the image of, of God in, in this Son, Jesus Christ, that, uh, 
So let's get to it then <laughs> as, as best I can. So uh, God asks, where are they? Where are you? They had sinned. They had ate the apple of knowledge of good and evil. And they become wise, quote unquote, in that which is evil. They experience being separated from God. And they recognize then that they are naked without grace, without grace, going our own way. We live isolation, coldness. And man attempts to clothe himself, but we are unable to do this. That Christ himself, that God himself, must relive our history and so reform us in the original image and likeness of God that is in himself. Joseph is not like Adam and does not accuse Mary of anything. In, fear, in fact, he fears uh, that his fear is not because he had any inkling whatsoever that Mary had done anything wrong. So Adam says, this woman you put with me, <laughs> you know, it's really your fault, <laughs> but kind of going both ways. Uh, so Joseph uh, fears because of his, okay, I, I'm going to put brackets around because we have, you know, different questions. The question of whether or not Joseph was free from original sin in the same way that Mary was or in the same way that maybe John the Baptist was, I'm going to bracket that. And, you know, that can get really complicated because certain uh, strains, that will just say that that question is not absolute, we'll know absolutely in heaven, but because of the weakness of our mind, <laughs> we don't know that for sure. If Joseph himself uh, was free from the effects of original sin, again, in the same way that Our Lady was and or the same way that John the Baptist was. That's a, that's a whole other uh, question. Um, so Joseph, Mary, again, that Mary has within her God himself in the Incarnation. And so the fear to, uh, the fear having seen Uzziah touch the ark of the Lord and die, whether he would allow, uh, be able to bring uh, the ark of the covenant that God himself would dwell in his house. And so that fear, and I think even in that, you can say that Adam himself would have that fear. So the fear of God, which is built out of love, but not a servile fear, that, that we, can, we can attribute that as well to Joseph, no matter what the state of, of grace. Certainly in accepting the message of the angel and accepting the Christ child into his home, Joseph was sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So we can, at least from that moment, <laughs> um, but whether the effects of original sin are still uh, 
because we, we ourselves have, okay, the effects of original sin on the man, our toil and labor. So Joseph, we often have songs and things like this. We imagine him toiling. Uh, but the fruit of his work was love. So Joseph, having received, having moves against that, that thorns shall grow in the midst of his work, that instead that, that flowers grow, that Jesus Christ is born of the work of faith of St. Joseph. Now, of course, it's not dependent upon him, but anyway. So this is, I need to, uh, so Our Lady. Our Lady, of course, we have no problems understanding how she works against that the pain in childbirth, the desire for her husband, uh, or the rule of the husband over her, that Mary uh, gives forth uh, in freedom the Christ child, that yes, her heart is on, on fire with love, for God, for this child, and for Saint Joseph, that part of their the holiness of this this event is their mutual love, which yes does or no or <laughs> does not express itself in conjugality, but that that self gift uh, apart from this aspect, which is even greater, of course, relives the love that Eve and Adam should have had for each other. That desiring, neither of them desiring to, or desiring that intimacy with God for the other, which also protects the other from any sin uh, whatsoever. So, um, So a little jumbled, <laughs> but uh, worth uh, meditating upon how Mary and Joseph overcome the effects of original sin, of course, submitting our minds totally to God, melting our wills before the will of God, and reliving that self-gift that was desired that was intended in the beginning. Uh, and now that self, that intimacy, which God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, in the incarnation, that we hide nothing of ourselves to uh, this God dwelling with, uh, in our midst, that the Lord God no longer has to call to us, where are you? But uh, that we are at his feet, we are at that crib. And uh, clothed now, not an animal skin, uh, not bound by the, the works of the evil one, because of course in Mary she, uh, 
there's only one aspect, so that's the final. There's only one aspect of the effects of original sin, of the curse of original sin, that is uh, welded in in the, in the Holy Family, and that is the curse of Satan, that she shall uh, crush the head of of the evil one, that this is the only effect of original sin that is uh, triple, tri triple sealed. Uh, that now they will, of course, Jesus himself and Joseph, and there's a there's a, a pause on whether Mary died or not. But they will live out suffering. They will live out death, but death will not have, and suffering will no longer have the curse which uh, was at the beginning. So anyways, to give our hearts, our minds uh, to the Holy Family, to this love of Jesus Christ, to this love of God, which overcomes in ourselves now the effects of original sin, our weakness of, of intellect, <laughs> the, the, the strength of our will, and, uh, and of course, the fear of, of any suffering, the fear of any change in our understanding, which uh, moves against as an obstacle to the working of God in our lives. So to let our Lord himself in his great mystery of humility rule over us to allow the Holy Eucharist above all to soften our hearts, soften our, our minds because without humility, without a great giving of ourselves over to the mystery of, of the Word of God, we will not understand we will not be converted. Uh, we will not relive uh, the, the true mystery of the wisdom of God and eat the sweetness of his garden, of his meal to which we are invited.